All right, fire. Welcome to the first episode of The Gridiron, guys. A uh, special episode this week for the draft, um, kicking things off with a few speculative picks, to say the least, I think, between the two of us. Um, it's currently the 29th of April in uh, the night before the draft in Australia. So, look, let's be honest, going through a few of the drafts and what's already happened today in the... Um, <clears throat> the interwebs and what we've learnt. There's probably going to be a few trades, so I reckon some of these picks are probably going to change over the evening after we throw our weight around tonight. Um, <clears throat> joining me, as always, is my esteemed co-host, uh, Cameron. How are you doing this morning, mate? Arvo, evening? Yeah. yeah, good, mate. Good, mate. Yeah, I, I kind of agree with you there. He, uh, the trades really could cook our draft, uh, but we'll just have to see what happens, eh? Yeah, what's your um? Have you got any hot picks for number one, or are we sticking big with T Law? Oh, I think Trevor Lawrence has to be number one. But yeah, I don't know how you want to do this. If you just want to go <laughs> pick for pick, and we'll go through it. Right, let's fire it off. So, without further ado, obviously number one pick, um, everyone's favorite team, the Jacksonville Jags. They managed to jag one win um, throughout the year, didn't they? Yeah, almost managing to give away the pick to the. Um, Jets, but they held on strong there. Um, yeah, look, as we said, this one's pretty much a no-brainer. Trevor Lawrence, um, they need a QB. As much as I love Gardner Minshew, he's not the guy to go <laughs> forward with, to be honest. Yeah, don't like the mullet and the jorts. <laughs> look, he's got the swagger, and I mean, in the NFL, that's what you do need sometimes, but not at QB. You need a guy that's going to no. put up numbers, and uh, yeah, I mean, we've tried to see a few of the guys run through with a bit of the swagger, and in that big position, but it just doesn't hold down. Um, but look, Trevor Lawrence is a guy who's gone out there. He's done it. Um, you know, he won the uh, college football playoff in, as a freshman, the first one to do it in, oh, I don't know, remember the years, but anyways, in a while, um, you know, he finished up with a college career of uh, with a 66.6 completion rate, 90 TDs and 17 interceptions. So it's pretty good numbers. And with a, yeah, 164.3 QB rate. Um, you know, in the last year, he had a decent year um, in the shortened season due to COVID. And also we do remember that he did actually contract COVID. So he's out for about two games there. Um, so only threw 334 passes, completed 231 of them um, at 24 touchdowns and five interceptions. So again, just that's pretty good numbers. And running about Solid 315 numbers. yards a game. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'd say his only blemish is in those last two years, he lost the big games. You know, in 2019, he lost against LSU. Um, you know, again, decent game, but 200-odd yards. Yeah, no TDs. And then, yeah, against Ohio State in 2020 in the semis, he, geez, he tried to out-throw, um, out-throw them there with um, 400 yards, but he did throw a pick with his to go along with his two touchdowns. So... I suppose he had a good freshman year, but after that, in the big games, he hasn't been able to. And I suppose that's probably the only question mark, especially coming in from what I, you know, he is coming from one of those uh, weaker conferences, I suppose you could say, football-wise. Um, but I don't think that's going to knock him too much. Um, you know, we know he's an elite pocket passing and a bit of a dual threat, and he's got a good size and, you know, athleticism to boot, really. So, <clears throat> yeah, I think he, he just ticks all those boxes, doesn't he? I think Jake... Jacksonville just can't go wrong with him. I've picked the same. I've gone Trevor Lawrence. I don't think, like, the only blemish you said is losing those big games. And Justin Fields, I mean, he did outplay him in that game against Ohio State. But, mm. yeah, 
they can't go wrong with Trevor, Trevor Lawrence. I'm going to go with him as well for number one. Yeah, right. Yeah, lock it in. The pick is right. in. Beautiful. <laughs> All right. I'll go pick two, New York Jets. Uh, they're going down the same road here. They they finished the season two and 14, the Jets, and after beating the Rams week 15. So that basically handed Trevor Lawrence to the Jags because I think all season they'd kind of touted Lawrence to the Jets. He was yeah, going correct. to New York, big ticket, but uh, winning that game kind of put him out of that picture. So there was talk, I guess with Darnold, there was talk of them trading down and building around Darnold, like picking some weapons for him. However, the uh, trade with the Panthers for a sixth this year, a second and a fourth in 2022. Hard to say he's really won that trade until we see Wilson. Um, I reckon that put Wilson into contention for pick two. He put BYU into good contention with 11-1 and one record and a bowl win uh, through big stats this year, 3,600 yards, 73% accuracy, 33 TDs, three interceptions and 10 rushing touchdowns. I guess the biggest argument against him and the reason why Fields is potentially better the uh proven against big talent in the big 10 mm. bigger games compared to wilson one year against mac competition it's not the biggest conference and the best conference but his pro day he looked good and i just think he's the future for the jets yeah look that's pretty much i'd i'd agree with that i mean you saw i mean everyone got so wet over that um across the body throw on the run he did on that pro day like that was just uh silly yeah, it, was, it was nice <laughs> so yeah he's, he looks like good he's got all the fundamentals of you know like a decent qb and he can sling it pretty well which is you know i think that's just what you want if you've got a kid that comes in and just happy to throw the footy around and not worried about it because i think that's probably the biggest thing um these qbs in college they're you know the secondaries are just that little bit slower they can throw it around a bit and then once they get into the pros they're likely to get picked off a bit more and it can hit their confidence hard. So he looks like one of those guys who's not going to rattle him too easily. So especially yeah, down at the Jets, he's going to have a bit of trouble down there. Um, Donald, you know, coming out of college looked pretty nice, but he just, yeah, couldn't handle it. So no, no I'm with you. No. All right. So pick three, um, we have the San Francisco 49ers. Pretty um, contentious this one at the moment, isn't it? Correct, yeah. And look, they um, traded up to get this pick. So if correct me if I'm wrong there. I'm trying to correct you. Nah, yeah. I think you're right. I think what the Dolphins <laughs> traded down and then traded down again with the uh, Eagles. So, yeah, 49ers have moved up to pick three. Yeah, and I think that is because, you know, they're on – they need a QB. Let's be honest. Yep. That's their one num- number one team need, QB. Um, I do like yep. Jimmy Garoppolo, and he did take them to that Super Bowl – Unfortunate to go down there to the comeback kings of the Chiefs, but um, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I think. But I mean, for me, this is why this pick's a bit contentious, and I have gone um, for myself. I still think there's a couple of years left in Jimmy G, um, so yep. that's why I have gone to the pick of Mac Jones um, over Fields. I think for me, Fields is obviously one of those guys you want to get in and you want him playing straight away, whereas Mac. Um, looks like someone who he has spent time behind, you know, the likes of Tua um, at uh, Alabama. And, you know, he he works up those guys. And I think if he sits behind Jimmy G for a couple of years and things like that, he's one of those guys who you can probably meld. You know, I know they say a lot about him, like this guy is actually shit and things like that. They've actually said some of the scouts. <laughs> yeah, like, the, body but, type, the body type just <laughs> doesn't really fit, does it? Yeah, exactly. But I think this is some sort of guy that he's, he can clearly throw the football. Like you look at his stats, he had a career completion percentage of 74.3%, 56 touchdowns and seven interceptions with a QB rating of 197.6 QB rating. That's massive. 
It's fucked. Yeah, like, it's, it's huge. So, yeah, look, I, I agree with you. I think I tossed and turned on this one a fair bit. Initially, I had Fields, and I reckon there's a case for Trey Lance too. I know he's unproven. Yeah. It's probably not the pick I would take. I'd probably go Fields, but because yep. this sort of screams to me, Chicago, like a few years ago, going all in on Trubisky, didn't even consider Watson. I know he had knee issues, but they just went all in on Trubisky, and it hasn't really panned out considering Andy Dalton's there now. Yeah, that's correct. No, <laughs> I know how you feel, but yeah. yeah, I think that's why I landed on him. So, but we'll see how we go. Um, you know, he does have great air, air and accuracy and ball placement. Um, we saw that, but I suppose yeah, he's probably biggest downside. What he was surrounded by a great Alabama team. Um, oh, hundred percent, especially with them. Um, so is he going to have the same sort of um, cattle at San Francisco, really? Um, you know, he's got a good tight end down there, which he can easily dump down to and things like that. But, um, yep. you know, again, that translation to the pro game. But as I said, I would sort of expect him to be the pick where, you know, again, it's probably not what you want to do with your pick three, but I think they might look at that, you know, sit him behind for a year or two and then work his way in um, towards yep. the future. Yeah. Yeah. They've got to take the risk there, don't they? Correct. Yeah. Rightio, pick is in, Matt Jones. I think we agreed on the first three there. So uh, Atlanta Falcons at pick four. This one's interesting. I think they could trade down. But going the way we're going, we'll just pick what we pick. We're not going to go with any trades here. It's funny. Falcons finished the season four and 12. It's weird. It's deceptive because they lost eight games by seven points or less. So they're they're not really that far off it, to be honest. Matty Ryan's still good. Yeah. Um, and there's talking... There's talk of them potentially taking a quarterback to sit behind Ryan and play in the future. And they've also got a massive need at secondary. So they could trade down and take one later on. But uh, I think for the purpose of this, I can't see him going past Kyle Pitts. He's yeah. the best athlete in his class. He is ridiculous. Six foot six, 110 kilos, 4.5, 40 yard dash. And he put up, I mean, for eight games, he put up some pretty decent numbers, 770 yards, 12 TDs. Yeah, I just he's, he's gonna. Yeah, he's, it's just with Jones, like Julio, there potentially, and Ridley <laughs> takes the pressure off them, and it also takes the pressure off him. So I just think if you've got a top tight end talent, like you see Kelsey at Kansas City, you see Kittle at San Fran, it just puts teams over the top. So I reckon with the addition of Pitts, they they could turn that around with those those numbers, get a few more wins on the board this year. Yeah, absolutely. Look, I think if you're Matt Ryan, you're sitting there salivating. Like, imagine that. I know, as you said, oh. speculative, speculative if Julio is still there. We know there are a few rumours floating around. But yep. could you imagine, like, Julio, Calvin Ridley, Kyle Pitts? Like, Kyle Pitts is, like, one of those. He looks like a just a big tight end that is a set and forget. He just sits there and he'll be there for the next five to ten years, essentially, just grinding yeah, you, out. You can't go wrong. Barring no. injury, you cannot go wrong with him. Absolutely. All right. I'm down for that. <clears throat> Beautiful. Okay, right. Uh, next pick up we have is the Cincinnati Bengals. Um, look, this is pretty much a straightforward pick. Um, you know, they had a decent year, 4-11 um, and the one draw. Um, obviously, Joe Burrow going down um, with that ACL. So essentially, they're basically just looking for protection around him. Um, you go to the best guy, um, Penny Sewell, the offensive tackle from Oregon. That's yep. pretty much it, like. You just need a guy that's going to protect your number one player, essentially, because that's it. Yeah, <laughs> especially with him going down with a knee injury. Like, you've just got to keep him upright. He's good. He's got yeah. the talent. Um, I think the only thing for me is I know there is talk of Jamar Chase there 
probably like linking back up with Joe Burrow. Yeah. But I think that between pick five and six with the Dolphins, I reckon that could go either way. But I'm with you. I think Penesul is just way too good. Just bookended tight end, uh, offensive tackle and set and forget there again. Yeah, I think that's the thing. Like you would look at Jamar Chase and it is nice to get those big weapons out for Burrow, but realistically their biggest, you know, you need to protect a guy. You can go out and get decent wide receivers all the time and or bring boats up that are undrafted and things like that. Yeah, but, absolutely. I think they've got some like Higgins and uh, Tyler Boyd. Like they've still got a pretty decent correct. receiver yeah. core. Yeah, exactly. No, done. Happy with that one. All right, yeah. Well, as I said in the last one, I think we'll go pick six here. It has to be Jamar Chase. Yeah, I think if they're going to go wide receiver, big body, I know he sat out a year, but, I mean, you look at Justin Jefferson for Vikings. He was pretty much numbers behind Chase in the year he finished. And so that just speaks volumes of what Chase could bring to the Dolphins. I think if you're going to get to her and see how he goes, you give him weapons. If he can't perform, you've got to move on. But yeah. I think if you give him weapons, see what he can do with it. No, I think that's correct. Yeah, you've got to give two of the guys to work with. And, yeah, easily Jamar Chase is your best option. I think um, – I know you've got the other – there's a few other wide receivers there, especially, you know, um, Heisman winner Devontae Smith. But I think, yeah, yeah Jamar Chase seems to be the big guy, um, especially with the Dolphins. I think they do well with this pick as well, moving back from three um, and ending up with pick six and then getting Jamar with that wide receiver. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um yeah. You know, and just basically, I th- I don't know. We'll see how Tua goes this year, I suppose. He had a tough sort of start last year. He was kind of coming in and out of the side with um, Fitzmagic sort of trying to be his mentor a little bit. So, yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's going to be interesting, but um, we'll see how they play it through. Yep, I like right. it. Easy done. So then coming through pick seven, we have, oh, excuse me, <laughs> the Detroit Lions, 5'11". <laughs> Now, they've just gone through a big QB swap through the uh, offseason, um, picking Massive. up Jared Goff. Do you, do, you, do you think they win that trade or too hard to tell? I think they do. I mean, I don't know. It's hard to say because they always talk about like, oh, they gave up a fair bit and all that. But I still think, again, Jared Goff did go to the Super Bowl. We can't forget that. Um, yep. You know, he had a pretty decent Rams side that year. They have sort of struggled recently um, in the past couple of years since then. I know that can sort of hit a guy's confidence as well. Like they scored at zero points in the Super Bowl. So um, for my pick here, I've actually gone with Devontae Smith for wide receiver for them to get another option out to um, Jared Goff. Okay. Throwing out a curveball. (laughs) Yeah, I've, I've I've gone wide receiver too. Yep. I haven't gone Devonta Smith. I've gone with Jalen Waddle, also Alabama. Yeah, I think, nice. as you said, like losing Kenny Golladay and Marvin Jones, clearly the two biggest targets on that team. You have to get wide receiver. This team needs options. Like he, he, and Waddle. I know he sat out with a bit of injury, but he's just he's a pretty polished receiver. Runs good routes, and I think he could make play. I, I could see you both being a good option for them. But my pick was Waddle, so I think that's the first one we've gone different. Yeah, I think so. I like. I do like Waddle too. I just think Devontae with the year that he had and the hype around him, he gets that high pick for the in front of Waddle. Yep, yep, yeah. absolutely. Easy. No, I think that's good. All right, I think that moves us on to the Panthers at pick eight. Correct. It's another one. Oh, I see teams with people sliding down and not being picked. Teams could be asking for this spot. Pats could come up. A few others could come up. But uh, if I'm going to stick with it, I think they have to protect Sam Darnold. 
Yeah. We've acquired Sam Darnold from the Jets and traded Teddy Bridgewater away, who we now know has gone to the Broncos. Pick six, Correct. if you're happy with that. Yeah, yeah, I don't mind that at all for my boys. So <laughs> I think they just need to protect Darnold at all costs. They've got some very handy wide receivers. So I'm going to go Rush on Slater from Northwestern. Gee whiz, you read my mind here. <laughs> <laughs> with pick nine... I have the Denver Broncos. Um, look, obviously today the news came in that we did trade for Teddy Bridgewater. Um, so I was sort of um, tossing up between this sort of pick as well, whether we would go for a QB. Originally I did lean towards QB, um, yep. but I was also looking towards um, the linebacker, Micah Parsons a bit. That was getting thrown up a bit. I do know we like getting defensive boys in the um, in the draft, we've done quite well previously on known occasions. Yeah, some, um, some good before. previous years. Yeah. 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 So, but I did read a lot and I think um, that they still are looking in the QB market. And I do like the thought of um, that they can keep looking at the QB because essentially we've gone and traded um, and we've got Teddy Bridgewater. So now in the draft, we don't actually need to trade up to get a QB. We can wait to see who falls to us. For sure. um, essentially. So rather than say, if we didn't have Teddy Bridgewater, we might on draft night have to trade up and give away a bit of capital to try and get one of the, you know, three or four boys that are essentially class above. Um, so my original pick was Justin Fields, but I think I'm going to stick with him because I think I'm just going to let it fly um, and see what happens. <laughs> yep. I like it. Yeah. I think this was a hard one for me. I kind of thought the same as you. And then especially with that trade this morning, mm. Teddy Bridgewater, uh, you only gave up a six, so it's really not that bad. Um, no, I don't see Drew Locke or Teddy B in the future in Denver. So I toss and turn, but I think I'm going to go QB as well. I think with Lance and Fields on the board, you just have to pull the trigger. I know Broncos haven't historically been good at working with project QBs like Paxton Lynch. Didn't really Correct. pan out. But uh, I've gone Justin Fields, Ohio State as well. I yeah. think he has all the assets. And he yeah. could potentially be very good. Well, I think that's it as well. We've got the new general manager in this year. George Patton has taken over from Elway. So I think um, as much as Elway was a great QB, he um, did struggle in the draft, picking up some. So, And I think, yeah, you just got to go best available. Um, give him a go. At least now, even if we do keep Teddy, he can, you know, not start. I don't know. Would he start under Teddy, you reckon? Or I suppose Teddy has been through a bit. but um, Yeah, I think you could. Well, no, we'll see. I think, but yeah, as I said, best available, Justin Fields, pick nine. Lock it in. Yep. Absolutely. All right, pick 10, the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, tough pick. I know they've got a fair few needs, not really on offense, on defense, I feel like they do. Mm. I know picking up Dan Quinn as their new defensive coordinator, I can see the Cowboys giving him some weapons on D. Uh, cornerback, I think this could be the first corner off the board. I've gone with Patrick Sertain from Alabama to pair him up with his old Bama teammate, Trayvon Diggs. Yeah. Uh, if a good lineman falls, they could go to that position, but I definitely think that defense needs some help. Yeah. Well, especially with um, Sean Lee retiring as well um, yep. throughout the Very week. True. I've also gone Patrick Sertain too as well. So <laughs> yeah. big 11, the New York Giants. Right. Yeah. So let's be honest. Giants need wide receivers. Um, I'm not a huge fan of Daniel Jones, but, they seem keen to stick with him. So you got to give the guy someone to throw to, essentially. That's my biggest pick. Um, so they're going Jalen Waddle, next best on the field. You've had the other two that are gone. Um, 
I suppose, yeah, it really depends on who falls to them. I don't think they, I don't see them trading up, but they'll just sort of wait to see who falls, whether it's Smith, Chase or Waddle. But I think going off my other picks, Waddle's the one available. And, you know, he's a good big guy again on another big Alabama team. Plenty of yard, yards, money in the bank. Yep. Uh, I think I've just gone different for you here. It's kind of a swap with Waddle and Smith. I've gone Devonta Smith. Yep. And adding like, yeah, as you said, with Daniel Jones, I'm not a huge fan, but giving him a trio of receivers with acquiring Kenny Golladay in free agency, they've got Darius Slayton, Devonta Smith, and if you've got Evan Ingram and Saquon in the backfield, it gives him every opportunity to succeed. Yeah, so if he can't do it, I guess they move on. It's, yeah. it's you need to find something else because if you've got those weapons and you're not performing, I just don't think you're up for it. Yeah, I mean, and he has shown those sort of flashes of brilliance in the past couple of years um, and things like that. But I think, yeah, it's going to be one of those do or die years. It's surely coming through to the contract season as well, I reckon. So see how he plays. Very good. All right, pick 12, the Eagles. Shout out to Stephen Meikle. Uh, End of the show. Yep, absolutely. Big time, first time listener. Long time. All right. Uh, <laughs> so Eagles, Eagles is big. They traded back from pick six, which I think everyone thought they were going to go wide receiver as they've really cooked it the last few times, taking mm-hmm. Jalen Rieger over Justin Jefferson. Well, not enough is over, but they got didn't go for him. Um, and they've gone down to pick 12. So they need a fair bit of help at wide receiver. However, I just don't think it's the smart option over the last few years. So I think the safer option He's adding a cornerback, and I've gone for J.C. Horn from South Carolina, putting him opposite Darius Slay. I think especially yeah. with their division being filled with some really quality receivers, they really need some help at cornerback, and I think he is the pick for them. Yeah, no, I've got J.C. as well. Uh, just an athletic cornerback. You saw it his pro day. He's even got a nice 40-yard 40, dash and a huge vertical leap, so... He's going to be a guy that's going to need to cover a lot of field. As you mentioned, that um, that division's got plenty of um, decent receivers. So I think he's going to, yeah, trial by fire, put the big boy in and let's see how he runs. Absolutely. All right. Pick 13. Pick 13. Rightio. So I've gone Kawiti Pay from Michigan, the edge. Um, and that is, yeah, for the Chargers. Look, I think Chargers team needs, um, you sort of look through, they need... Possibly need a little bit of um, protection up front for their QB, um, but I just think them going out and getting some defensive help, turn around that ball um, and make some plays for them. Especially in a, um, you know, you've got a division where you've got to play the Chiefs twice a year and also the Oakland Raiders coming through and I imagine the Denver Broncos will put up a few big scores. (laughs) Fingers crossed. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, look, I've... Gone different there. I know looking at a few different mock drafts, he, this guy's been up and down on a few of them. Mm. Same as Bengals, I think when you've got someone like a rookie quarterback, one of our second-year quarterback in Justin Herbert, like they nailed that pick. I think you need yeah. to beef up your O-line. I've gone Christian Darasaw, offensive tackle from Virginia Tech. Mm. Uh, I just think they need to protect him, fill that O-line, because they've got enough around the board to really help him. But, yeah, that's what I've gone to lock that up. Yeah, he's a special talent that Herbert, isn't he? He's going to go far. Oh, yeah, it's outrageous how good he is. Uh, so pick 14, the Minnesota Vikings. This is another one. I think as it goes further down the board, I found it harder to make a few picks. Minnesota Massive. needs help on offensive and defensive line. I think they can buy better value later in the draft on defense. Uh, they, I've gone with Elijah Vera Tucker from your boys at USC. 
Uh, I yeah. reckon they could slot him into left tackle or left guard, and they have four out of five spots on their O-line locked up heading to training camp. I think they'd be pretty happy with that. Protect Kirk Cousins. They paid a lot of money for him, so you may as well keep him up, right? Yeah, no, I went exactly the same. So Good. Big body up front. All right. Now, into pick 15, the New England Patriots, everyone's favourite team to love to hate. Um, <laughs> look, interesting year with Cam Newton. I just think um, with what's available on the board, um, I don't see Cam being the long-time successor of the Patriots. Um, and Bill goes out and gets a QB and basically the, well, not the last available, but the last of the big the big ones that you want um, would be Trey Lance, essentially. Um, he did fall a little bit, I suppose, considering most people were talking about him at three and now he's getting picked up at 15. But I think, yeah, he's just one of those guys that they sort of like. He does come from, I suppose, a weaker conference as well. So that's sort of why I believe he falls a bit. But, you know, Bill's pretty good at sussing this sort of stuff out if anyone's going to get the best out of him. Yep. Uh, I agree. Patriots, they are... Going to the draft, they're such an enigma. They go some really left field picks. And that's why I agree. I, I could see them trading up if they see someone they like fall. I know it's mm. not really their go-to, but I've also gone Trey Lance, North Dakota State. Yeah. He's probably going to have to sit back a year or so and work on his mechanics because he looks super raw. And as you said, played in a potentially fairly weak conference, same as Carson Wentz, same team. Yeah. Uh, they have Cam Newton on a one-year deal. So I guess that's a pretty good bridge to go from Cam to Trey. Uh, it's risk the Pats have been going to go pretty left field sometimes. So I don't mind that as a pick. So yeah, Trey Lance, pick 15. Yeah, massive. Yeah. All right, pick 16. All right, this, from here on out, I think there's a couple here I really struggle with. Cardinals was one of them. I have gone Caleb Farley, cornerback, Virginia Tech. Yep. Patrick Peterson, no longer in Arizona. So that's a huge loss. I reckon Farley could head to the Cardinals and learn off. I mean, they picked up veterans. They've got Malcolm Butler, Robert Olford, and they've also got their safety Buddha Baker for him to learn behind. And he's six foot two, 197 pounds. So he could find himself locking up a starting spot as a big press corner. I don't mind that. Yeah, very good. Now I looked at um I looked at that and you gotta look at them. They definitely do need a cornerback. Um, but as I was talking about before, I think with a decent available player like Micah Parsons still floating around, they do sort of have that need for that linebacker role as well on the defense, a bit closer to the someone to come in and chase some QB for them. Um, so that's why I've gone him essentially. <clears throat> Just a decent talent that's clearly fallen um, and he makes a massive difference to them. Uh, he's just a great big body Um an elite range with a good he's good speed too essentially just big body good speed and i think can't go past that really i love value later down the draft <laughs> very good all right what are we up to pick 17 the las vegas raiders <laughs> so i've gone jeremiah i'm going to screw this up awusu koromoa <laughs> i think that's how you say it what do you reckon? Where'd you go? I've lost you there. All good. I'm still there? Yeah, no, all good. So, yeah, Jeremiah. <laughs> Jeremiah. Oh, I'm not going to try and say it again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, look, I, uh, I've gone your boy, Micah Parsons from Penn State. Uh, originally yeah. could have seen him go in the top 10. But a few off-field issues, I reckon, could see him drop. I think there was a few issues when he was at Penn State. 
pretty versatile linebacker, would fit perfectly into the Raiders scheme and complement Corey Littleton and Nick Kwiatkowski. I don't mind that pick, but yeah, with Raiders, I found that really hard to pick too. Yeah, well, that's it. It's sort of just what's available really at the linebacker there, almost. Yep, absolutely. All right, right. pick 18, the Miami Dolphins, their second pick. Uh, I have gone Quiddy Pay, defensive end from Michigan. Uh, after picking up wide receiver with their first pick, I reckon they've got to go to offense now. Uh, I was reading he slimmed down for his pro day. has unbelievable agility. So he's, he, they say one of the top pass rushers in this class. I think he'll benefit more in the pro system compared to what he did at Michigan. They reckon he was moved around a lot, which didn't really play well for sort of what numbers he was putting up. Um, I think Miami just places him on an edge and he'll just cause major headaches for some of the linemen. Yeah. Um, no, that is interesting. I ended up going with Tevin Jenkins from Oklahoma State, um, the offensive tackle, because um, basically just sort of thinking, uh, look, down that line, they sort of need a bit of protection for, um, just to add another body down the back there um, to help out for Tua, essentially. He's a decent guy. Um, he was OSU's most outstanding offensive player, um, and he made the all-Big 12 selection, um, you know, just a decent guy that's going to stand up. And he's been... Yeah. I'm running out of things to say here. Oh. <laughs> I like it. I like it. All right. Uh, pick 19, Washington. What do you, what do you like? Well, I've gone with Christian Darasaw, um, our man. Now, yep. why did I say that? Um, yeah, I can oh, see yeah. him sliding up and down boards. So, yeah, <laughs> he seems to be going anywhere between top 10 and down further. Yeah, the big man from Virginia Tech. Just again, I like the offensive tackle boys at the moment. I want to get protection out for my QBs here. <laughs> yep. Why not? Right, uh, pick 20. Uh, yeah, or actually, pick 19. I've gone a little different there from you. Yeah. I've gone your boy, Awusu Karamoa. Uh, oh, I reckon, yep. as you said, offensive line is the one they could address. And that with Tevin Jenkins, I reckon that's a good plug and play. I reckon Rivera, he loves the linebacker position, has a good history, picking him in Carolina. I think he had Luke Keekley and Shaq Thompson. So he may as well try and continue the trend. And I think he's too good a player to pass up. So I've gone with Karamoa. Massive. Yeah. Pick 20, Chicago. Uh, Chicago was a hard one. I have gone – they picked up Andy Dalton, so I don't know what they're going to do with their offense. They kept Alan Robinson. With the franchise tag. So yeah. I've gone defense for them. I've gone Greg Newsom, cornerback from Northwestern. So six foot one, running a 43840. So got a bit of speed, has the size and ability to be a number one corner. And I think given that they let Kyle Fuller go, this is probably a good pick. So he's a big need for Chicago and he's a Chicago native. So I reckon that's the pick. Yeah, it's plug and play over the same bloke. So it just fits it's all in the narrative isn't it really yep absolutely easy done all right all right pick 21 <laughs> the colts uh i've gone your boy kevin jenkins i think with carson wentz out oh sorry in he needs as much protection as possible he, the wide receivers are pretty good has a head coach he likes pick will help shore up the o-line oh, they've already got quentin nelson and Braden smith so i don't mind that pick yeah fire on that end there completely agree Right, uh, shall we move on? Yeah, let's keep hitting at it. You've got a few, you want to fire out a few boys. Let's see how we go. Yeah, all um, right. Tennessee Titans. Yeah, oh, I've gone 
Unfortunately, I wish he fell to us, but I've gone Rashad Bateman, wide receiver from Minnesota. Ah, it's too, too good to pass up. He can play in the slot and replace Adam Humphreys. Uh, he complements AJ Brown and Josh Reynolds, who they've picked up from Rams. Can play outside, so pretty versatile receiver, and I think he'll fit in well at Tennessee, yeah. unfortunately. <laughs> the boy from Minnesota. Yeah, look, Rashad's going to be good. As you said, like can play in the slot and out wide, so that's basically what you want. Big fella. What does he weigh? 190 pounds, arms 33 inches, six foot. <laughs> yeah. Don't mind that. Decent size. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, big boy. Right. Uh, next up. All right. Pick 23. New York Jets, second pick. Again, really struggled with this. I reckon they could go a number of different ways. They're looking, I reckon their running back calls are pretty weak, but running back in the first round can be pretty risky. Because uh, you can find some 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 gems later in the draft, as we as we know. Uh, I've or you could go protection for Zach Wilson, so you could get your quarterback, get some protection. I know they've already got Mackay Becton from last year, but I think with the addition of Robert Sala as the defensive coordinator, is he defensive or is he head coach? He's defensive coordinator, isn't he? Correct. Yep. Uh, I have gone for Aziz Ojolari from Georgia. Uh, good production in the SEC, which is probably arguably the toughest conference in college football. Yeah. I think it's hard to go past him. He slid pretty, slid pretty far. I've seen him higher up in some boards, but I don't mind him there. Yeah, no, massive boy, that fella. Look, yeah, I agree with that. you got a big fella from Georgia coming in and just eating up, so I don't mind that at all. Very good. All right, Pittsburgh Steelers. This is another one. They need a running back, and this is where I think the first one goes off the board. It's a toss-up between Najee Harris and Etienne from Clemson, but I've gone Najee Harris from Alabama. It's a glaring need for the Steelers. I think that's something that they're missing. They've got a fairly good weapons across the board, Juju and a few other receivers. Uh, Najee Harris had back-to-back 1,000-yard seasons at Alabama and accounted for 30 touchdowns alone in 2020, 26 rushing and four receiving. It was massive in some of the uh, playoff games there. And I reckon he's probably the most complete back in this draft, and it's a no-brainer pick. To me, as a Ravens fan, it's not someone who I want to face two times a year. No, absolutely not. Look, I don't mind Travis Etienne, but I think what you said is right about Najee. Look, he is just a complete player and things like that. Um, Look, he toughed it out all year in the SEC and just dominated, essentially. He was just a big boy who just wanted to eat up yards all day. Very good. All right. Pick 25. Jacksonville Jaguars are in with their second pick. Yeah. Tough. They could go a number of different ways here. I've gone the best safety in this class. I've gone Trayvon Morig from TCU. Uh, Ballhawk and just is very good. Could become a leader on their defense, really lead the secondary. A player I wouldn't mind at the Ravens, but I think we have more pressing needs. So, yeah, I've gone Trayvon Morig to the Jags <laughs> going off these last couple of picks I reckon you'd think all of the draft players would look good in a Raven shirt <laughs> <laughs> yeah look you're not not wrong <laughs> except for QB that man Lamar stays there yep that's what we need uh, so pick 26 Cleveland Browns uh, I've gone Christian Barmore from Alabama yeah I think you put him on the D line with Miles Garrett and now they've picked up Jadavian Clowney. I think that's a pretty tough D-line. What do they say? Six foot four, 310 pounds, best defensive tackle in this year's draft. 
And he also adds a pass rush element. So he led Alabama with eight sacks in 2020. So for a team like Alabama, if you're leading sacks from defensive tackle, you're pretty handy. Yeah. Look, I think that's the way the Browns go. I mean, we've seen in previous years that um, people try to build up a big offense to um, offset the defense. But, you know, as we've seen, defense will win your championships. Um, So if you add, you know, as you said, you could have the big three of Garrett and um, Clowney as well um, and add this guy. It's a scary prospect and that Browns. And if they get Baker firing and he actually keeps the ball on the offense, they're going to be hard to stop. Yeah, I agree there because I think when you're looking at offense in the draft, like they didn't really need to. They've gone out and gotten free agents at some of those wet, like key positions at wide receiver. Yeah. And having Landry, and I know Odell Beckham's injured, but like they've done well. They don't really need to hit the draft for those those offensive weapons. Yeah, I think that's it. Build from the back and they will come. Yep, absolutely. All right, pick 27, my Ravens. I think, I don't know if I pick based on what I want and let him fall there, but I've gone with Jalen Phillips from Miami, edge rush. Uh, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised as we're pretty known to draft uh, trade down in the draft, but I reckon going best value available at 27, if he is still there, uh, he could be the best pass rusher in this class. However, few issues in college. He, uh, he did play for UCLA, had some concussions and retired briefly from football. So came yeah. back, went to Miami, put up some big numbers and he's looking good. So I guess if there's no medical concerns, this could be a massive pick as we need to fix up those pass rush issues after losing uh, Matt Jude onto the Pats and Yannick Ngokwe out to the Raiders. Yeah, I think that's your biggest hole, isn't it, really? That sort of defensive pass rush side. Um, the other spot you could look into would be the wide receiver to fill up with Marquise Brown and Sammy Watkins. But I think, as you said, yeah, you've got to go best available realistically on the def- and shore up that defensive side. Yeah, I would like, yeah, yeah, that's why I tossed up. I mean, the wide receiver could be a massive need and we could go for it because they say we're not really after it, but then there's talk of us trading for all these blokes that mm. we're not getting. So hopefully Julio comes to comes to fruition. Yeah, well, that and that sort that out, really. you just got a big yep. guy there that's just going to take catches like that. Yeah, and if he's, so he, if he's, delivered. If he's uh, happy to take probably lower numbers, then that's, that's I'm pretty happy with that. Yeah. Right, New Orleans Saints. I have gone Asante Samuel Jr., cornerback from Florida State. Saints do not have a decent corner opposite Marshawn Lattimore. They let go of Janoris Jenkins, so that leaves a big gap in that secondary. Has, I reckon has a decent chance. I don't think he's the top corner. Like There's a couple probably ahead of him, and they've already gone, but I don't know. There's probably a few around him as well. He's not massive, five foot ten. Mm. Uh, he had an old man who played in the NFL. He was an elite cover guy. So I think that's what they're probably hoping for. I know he's probably going to have to match up on some bigger guys, but I think if he is anything like his old man, he could be very good. No, absolutely. Yeah, I think Saints just have to show up that secondary, essentially. You never know when you get those sort of young guys. As you said, he's got his old man that's played through, so he's got that extra knowledge. And you could always think that running out there and having to line up against um, can't guard Mike out on the training field every day can only be good for your development. So I think, yeah, if you sort of plug and play, not the best option, obviously, but yeah, when you're picking a pick 28, you um, sometimes don't get a choice. Yeah. I've seen speculation of Saints trading up for a quarterback. I know they just signed Jameis and he's putting in work against, I don't hate Jameis. Yeah. And I mean, you got to think that the, the clock is running out on Drew. I know we all love to see him go out with the Super Bowl, but I don't think that's going to happen. And I think Saints want to win one sooner rather than later. So he's well, probably he's on the outer. He? Yes, he is. Why did I say that? 
<laughs> yep, he's done. Drew is not coming back. I'm living in the fairyland. Forget I ever said that. Lock in Jameis. Yeah, look, and you're not going to get a QB. So, uh, as you said, the top five are already gone. Yep. Pick up the yeah, the only one I think they said there's one from Stanford. I can't remember his name. Didn't really look into him, but they did say if there could be a sixth one, he might be it or Kellen yeah. Mond, but no, I don't see it. Yeah. Uh, pick 29, Green Bay Packers. I think the Packers need – they've gone with a QB last year in the first round, which I guess they're looking towards the future. But Aaron's got plenty of time left in him. I Very. have gone. They need to give him some help. I know they've got Devontae Adams. Mm-hmm. But he – I mean, if he's getting manned up, double coverage, you've got to have a second number two receiver. Um, I there's some, there's some reasonable options on the board. You could go a number of different guys here. I don't think – there's one key guy that stands out, but I've gone with someone who could make immediate impact, and that's Kadarius Tony from Florida. Yeah. No, I completely agree with that. Packers do come out and make some weird picks. I do wonder whether that last year's pick was to sort of sort of shades of when they originally picked up Rogers um, with um, oh my god, his name escapes me for the moment. Why can't I think of it? Brett Favre. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it was shades of Brett Favre and then Brett Favre came back and had, you know, MVP, won the um, Super Bowl and but then eventually obviously went to the Vikings. Um, whether they're trying to do the exact same, and I mean, Rogers did win the MVP last year, so is he going back again? Time will yeah, tell, I suppose. That's, that's, that's a fair call. Like, you sort of put a rocket up him, hope he performs. If not, you've got a guy that can sit behind him and come in. Like, it's probably not a bad pick for the future, but, yeah, no. I think they need to give Rogers weapons now. Yeah, correct. Yep. All right. Pick 30, the Buffalo Bills. This was one that I can see them trading out and acquiring more picks. I really struggled finding one here. I think I've just gone probably potentially best player available. I've gone Jason Owe from Penn State. Fairly sure he's an edge, but I could be wrong. Um, I think their defense regressed in 2020. A few injuries, which probably didn't help that, but I think... Looks like Brandon Bean has been talking about this pick with the media that this will be best player available scenario for Buffalo. Jason Nowhere certainly fits the description. Pick 30 is uh, it's a huge need for them to upgrade. I think they've got two, but they're aging Addison and maybe Jerry Hughes. Correct. They're a team who has struggled to get to the quarterback. And I think maybe that might've helped them AFC championship getting to Patty Mahomes. I know that helped in the Super Bowl for the Bucks. Okay. So whether that translates, I don't know, but that's something they can look into. I think, there's massive upside for Owe here. And if he falls to them, I think that's a huge get for them. Yeah. No, look, Owe is a good um, pick. I do think it is interesting, though. You do look at his stats. He did not re- uh, record a sack last season. Obviously, COVID-affected season, a little bit different. But he did get five the previous year. So he does have it in him. But, yeah, it is yeah, just so interesting. He doesn't have those num- pure numbers. I reckon yeah, that's correct. why he might fall. I reckon you're right yeah. there. Like, he could fall and someone might get a gem there. But you're right, he might not have those numbers that really jump out. Yeah. All right. Pick 31. This was my Ravens again. We have traded out Orlando Brown Jr. for this pick and a handful of other picks. I'm not really sold on it. I know Orlando wanted left tackle money and he wanted to play left tackle and we've already paid Ronnie Stanley big dollars to be there. I know he got injured and Orlando, he's probably going to get the money, but I think he probably won't take the money straight away at Kansas. He'll wait and play a year and then they'll pay him which is fine. I see us potentially also trading down here or using it as leverage. I don't know. I've gone a wide receiver. I, 
again, like the pick before at wide receiver, you can throw a blanket over a few of them and grab any of them. Um, I've gone for Terrence Marshall from LSU. Uh, perfectly pairs with Marquise Brown. I think he's six foot three, 205 pounds. So he's pretty big with a good catch radius, good at contested passes, knows how to finish drives. 23 touchdowns in 2019-20, which is, I think, the third best in the uh, Division One college football, mm. only playing 19 games. Yeah, don't mind that. I suppose, yeah, if you don't end up getting Julio, then, yeah, you probably do want to go wide receiver. There is talk, though, about this. Um, if I suppose if you do end up going Julio and then you don't need that wide receiver, there is Alex Leatherwood available from Alabama. Um, offensive yeah, this tackle. Is, that's They're one talking. I kind of looked at for a little while. I went back and forth. Mm. Think there's massive options here. If we don't go pass rush first, depends what we go with our first pick at 27. And then there's the hype around Julio, which I don't see happening until after June 1st because the cap hit is massive for Atlanta if they get rid of him before June 1st. I think they save something like $7 million. Yeah. Um, we could get more on the offensive line, but as you said, yeah, Alex Leatherwood wouldn't be a bad pick. There's a couple of tackles there that we could put next to Kevin Zeitler, who's our new pick from the Giants. No. But yeah, well, I I've gone wide receiver, but you're right. I reckon it could be offensive tackle there. Yeah, that's him. And he's just sort of a plug and play kind of option to add depth. He left tackle, but can also play on the right. So you've just got that versatility essentially, which is what you can need sometimes in the depth. Yep, 100%. All right, pick 32, our defending Super Bowl champions, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Tom is going around again. Yep. They are bringing back. I think that's where I read 11 starters on offense and 11 starters on defense. I don't it's think it's the they whole lost starting team. Yeah. It's probably one so of, I think really it's one of the first time in modern wants. football. Yeah. They're not really looking for wants. I reckon they're looking, sorry, they are looking for wants, not needs. I don't really reckon they have too many needs barring injury. Uh, I think best value is defense with how many offensive players have gone in the first round. So I think. They have a top-tier edge duo. So, basically, I've gone Gregory Russo from Miami, their yep. edge. There's massive talk around him falling outside of the first round. There's also talk of him going pretty high. People aren't sold on him, but I think he doesn't have to play right away here. You've got a top-tier edge duo of Shaq Barrett and Jason Pierre-Paul. Pierre-Paul's being 32, probably getting to the end of his prime. Yeah. Uh, so, Temple will likely want to keep this position strong moving forward. He's a massive man, Russo. He's six foot six, 35 inch arm, and eight, um, sorry, 35 inch arms, and 83 inch wingspan. So he's a very big boy. Uh, statistics from one year 15.5 sacks, which was second in the nation behind Chase Young. Two forced fumbles and 54 total stops. So I reckon he'll likely probably need some time to sit in the system, fill out the frame, and kind of get pro ready. But I think that could be a very good pick for the Bucks. Yeah, look, I think, as you said, it's just sexy numbers out the back there. Um, also, interesting fact, as you said, yeah, I think he just builds in with the um, adds to the depth at the moment. But, yeah, Jason Pierre-Paul is going off contract in 2022. And right. also, and Sue is on his last year as well. So, again, uh, you've yeah, got He's that kind of guy. aging as well, isn't he? Yeah. So, again, potentially re-sign those guys, depending on how they go this year. But um, I'd say, yeah, as you said, look, just the guy that can sit around in the back learn off the big guys, and then come on in once they go off onto free agency. Yep. Love it. Well, I think that wraps up our picks. It's not long to the draft now. I suppose you've only got till 10 o'clock tomorrow morning, so 12 hours' time. We'll probably start hearing all the talk ramping up for the first pick. We know it's going to be Trevor Lawrence, but it's pretty exciting. I don't mind draft year, time of year. 
Yeah, huge. I don't know how I'm going to sleep tonight. This is going to be a massive one. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I know as you, you'll be lucky enough to watch it at work. So keeping the live updates going. Um, Absolutely. But no, thank you for being part for the first podcast, guys. Um, hope you enjoy this. Obviously, this will never see the light of day. So thanks for listening. Um, <laughs> all right. Thank you, mate. All right. Well, signing off. We'll see you all next time. Cheers. Yeah.